0: Welcome to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody and welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us. My name is Jim Paris. Of course, our website is ChristianMoney.com. You can also follow us over at Jim Radio. Dot com And of course, I am all over social media, so you can find all the links to all of my social media over at christianmoney.com. A huge show, I mean huge, lined up for you tonight. Uh, so excited to be with you with everything that's happening in the news. So much to talk about. Uh, I want to make sure everybody knows uh, during the next 30 minutes, it's going to be all about election. And I know that's what we all want to talk about. But then we're going to shift gears and have some fun Uh, talking about one of our favorite topics at 9.30 tonight in 30 minutes. Our good friend Tony Ortega is back to talk about Scientology. And I might ask him, you know, what do Scientologists think about elections? Uh, Do they talk much about voting? Do they get involved with politics? Um, I think the answer is they do get involved with politics. We'll find out about that and also other breaking news having to do with Scientology as we shift gears at 930 p.m. uh, from election talk to talk about Scientology. Next week, Josh Peck is here. Of course, he's been with us many times. He's the filmmaker uh, that you enjoy so much. He's got a film out called Silent Cry, and it's about child trafficking. And I know there's sort of this this dueling narrative going on right now in the media that there is no such thing as child trafficking, that this is all a made up hoax uh, by followers of QAnon. Uh, But nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, there was a major story today about 27 more children uh, that were saved from child trafficking just today by U.S. Marshals. These stories are coming out every single day now. About uh, these child trafficking busts. We're going to talk about this next week as we talk about the movie Silent Cry with filmmaker Josh Peck. Um, All right. I want to start with this tonight. Um, You know, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it because it's the truth. And I really don't care anymore about hurting people's feelings. But I have to tell you that many Democrats are incredibly nasty, nasty people. And of course, everybody has their own story about how nasty Democrats can be, liberals can be, uh, some of these far left people burning buildings, all of this craziness. I saw something today that, that literally put a lump in my throat and made me want to cry. No kidding. And I'm getting a little emotional even talking about it with you right now tonight. I saw a Facebook page that is titled titled Rush Limbaugh Death Watch. And it is all about celebrating Rush Limbaugh having cancer and uh, wa- waiting uh, eagerly for his death. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know where this kind of political discourse comes from. I was talking with a friend today at church, you know, and I said, look, there used to be a time when we had Democrats and Republicans and we had elections and people disagreed. And I lived on a street in Chicago where most people were Democrats, but there were a few Republicans. And I remember hearing the the debates that would go on at the kitchen table and people would talk about the different elections. I mean, all the way back to the days of, um, you know, uh, Nixon and Carter and Reagan all of those elections I grew up during all that and I grew up in Chicago a very political place I don't know where where we are today how do we get to this point where people are publishing this kind of thing on the internet and then you have Facebook that claims to be policing itself and uh I had a couple of friends today that contacted me to let me know that they just got out of Facebook jail Now, I don't know what they posted. Uh, You know, I don't know what what they said. Uh, You know, I I know where that line is, and I haven't been in Facebook jail for a while. Um, But you got to wonder about these social media giants that have such smug attitudes and go and testify before the Senate like they did this week, uh, patting themselves on the back about their moderators and how their fact checkers are doing all these wonderful things. And then you see... I'm not kidding you, a Rush Limbaugh death watch page on Facebook where people are discussing how they will celebrate when they hear about the death of Rush Limbaugh. I, I, I just honestly, I don't know where this evilness comes from. I, actually, I do know where it comes from. It, this is beyond politics. And as I said to my friend this morning, I said, this is not really any more Republicans versus Democrats. And it's really a spiritual battle. It really has become that. It has become a, a battle between light and darkness. It is a spiritual battle. We're not battling over a ballot box anymore. This is not a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. And when you see this kind of darkness, um, I don't know. I don't know how, how you can have any humanity and and do something like this. Just absolutely horrible. All right. A lot of election news to get into tonight. I wanted to start with that. That was heavy on my heart. But I want to tell you tonight, uh, we don't have any commercials and we're running the show commercial free, uh, trying to pay the bills doing that. And we ask for your support of the show. What I'm going to be doing soon is setting up a Patreon page. Uh, We're also going to have some merchandise available for those that want to get a Jim Paris live uh, shirt or hat or mug. That will be available. Uh, Excuse me. Of course, you can always support the show by buying my books over at Amazon. You can find me uh, by going to Amazon and typing in James L. Paris. You'll find my books there. That is one way to support me. However, the best way to support me right now and help yourself at the same time. Here's our one sponsor for tonight, which is VarsTraining.com. That's V like in Victor, A-R-S, Training.com, VarsTraining.com. What does that stand for? Virtual Asset Retirement System, VARS, vars VarsTraining.com. This is my new online internet business training program. I taught for many years an internet business class, teaching people how to make money online, doing all the same things that I do, everything including how to do online video like this, how to have your own podcast or live show, how to self-publish your own books, how to set up websites and blogs, all the different ways of monetizing, that is making money from the content that you produce online. People are making full-time livings writing articles, posting them online, doing videos, uh, becoming consultants, learning to build websites. All of this is taught in my class, and it is extremely affordable. Uh, compared to going to college, compared to anybody else's internet business training. I'm absolutely nuts for offering it for such a low price. But in any case, support the show. Help yourself out. Check out tonight's sponsor, VarsTraining.com. That's V-Like and Victor. That's V-A-R-S-Training.com. Tonight's sponsor, VarsTraining.com. All right, now, we talked about the polls and, and I know everybody's convinced that the polls were wrong in 2016. So we expect them to be wrong again. And I think I agree with that. So that narrative is one that I can weigh in on and say that I agree with, but we might have um, at play a little bit of reverse psychology. And, And here's one of my theories. If Trump wins, people might look back dissecting the polls and dissecting what happened and they might think this, and here you go. There might be a little bit of reverse psychology at play because Democrats may not be showing up at the polls in as large a percentage as Republicans because the polls have been showing these massive Biden leads, which now virtually no one believes anymore. These these 10 point and 15 point margins are just not believable. And we're starting to see. Some evidence, more than anecdotal evidence, some last minute polls, one that I just looked at, showed Biden up or Biden down by seven points, Trump up by seven points in Iowa. And Iowa tends to be a bellwether for those Midwestern states. So how Iowa goes tends to be how Michigan goes, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and then even Pennsylvania And uh, the massive crowds, incredibly massive crowds that even shocked Democrats uh, this weekend in Pennsylvania. And the latest polls are now showing that the race has shrunk to literally within the margin of error now in Pennsylvania. Uh, And I have to tell you, um, the polls are, are trailing indicators. We typically don't know how. What's actually happening on the ground at, in real time, We learned that a few days later. And uh, Trump is picking up huge momentum in the last four or five days. And honestly, if you're Joe Biden, you really you can't go on TV and say you're going to destroy the oil and gas industry and then do well in Pennsylvania. And that might have been a real enforced error by Joe Biden in that last debate. That may very well have cost him the election, because if Biden loses his home state of Pennsylvania, it is extremely unlikely that he has a path to 270 votes to win the Electoral College. Now, I want to break it down for you what I think is going to happen on Tuesday night if Trump wins. I want to lay this out for you because it's not what you probably expect will happen It's not going to be like last time. If Trump wins, you're not going to see a bunch of the snowflakes crying around 10 o'clock, 1030 at night, Eastern time. That's not how it's going to happen. Here's what I think will happen. I think that the networks, although they always want to be the first to announce who won and they want to, you know, come out and say, we call the election for this candidate or that candidate. Here's what's going to happen this year. The networks will not announce a winner on Tuesday night and they will continually remind us that there are still thousands of mail-in ballots out there and that this may go on for several days before we're going to know the outcome. This is going to be the narrative on Tuesday night. Uh, In the meantime, Trump will claim victory if he has what he perceives to be an insurmountable lead. So you're going to have this, This battle already shaping up, you're going to have Trump coming out on a stage, maybe 11 o'clock, maybe midnight on Tuesday night. If he has has an insurmountable lead in his view, he's going to come out and claim victory. And that's really when all hell is going to break loose, because then you're going to have uh, all of this talk about how irresponsible that is. There are still thousands of mail-in ballots that haven't arrived. I don't understand this. I mean, if you live within a state and you're doing a mail-in ballot and you're mailing something, like if you live outside of the city of Pittsburgh or outside of the city of Philadelphia and you mail something into the city, that should take one day, maybe two days. I mean, this whole idea that some of these states are litigating, trying to get a week or 10 days... This makes me suspicious. It makes me wonder if, let's say there's a small margin, let's say Trump wins by 1,000 votes in a state that's crucial for him to claim victory in the Electoral College, all of a sudden now a box shows up with 1,001 votes in it uh, for Biden, a late, a late arrival of votes. I mean, once they know what the difference is, and what that number needs to be, I don't know. I mean, call me, <laughs> call me a conspiracy theorist, uh, but I just wonder, like, why do you need to have uh, days and days and days after an election? I mean, we've known about coronavirus. We've had all the early voting opportunities for people, and then the mail-in ballot. I mean, why couldn't you just say mail it in a couple of days beforehand? I mean, there's no excuse for in-person voting. You can't show up. A week later and vote in person and just say, oh, you know, I got I got the date wrong and I'm here and it's a week later. So I would like to vote. I mean, there has to be some cutoff here. And this is where the litigation will take place. If there is a margin that is thin enough to where these mail in ballots would make the difference one way or another. We can pray to God that whoever wins, that that won't be the case, that the margin will be large enough that we won't have a contested election and we're not looking at another repeat of Bush versus Gore and and not to know for weeks. This is what the media is, is predicting that we might not know for weeks. This is what I find bizarre. The same news show you're watching will say Biden is up by 10, which is what they're saying now today. Biden is up by 10. No way Trump could win. But then later in that same broadcast, they talk about a contested election where we may not know for weeks. I mean, which is it? I mean, if if Biden is up by ten, then we should know that night. We shouldn't need to wait for those uh, ballots. I, I I think it's sort of a plan B on the part of the media. Oh man, I'll tell you, um, it, it's it's scary to think about what could happen. All right, so here's what it really comes down to, and I've been I've been looking at these uh, electoral maps. And the polls. I've been looking at these all day today. And, and here's what the experts are saying. It's, it's coming down to this. It's coming down really to Pennsylvania and Arizona for Trump. And in both of those states, everyone I'm hearing from, these crowd sizes, um, the evidence of the polls tightening to within the margin of error, um, it looks like Trump has a really good shot at Pennsylvania and Arizona, if he can get those two states, it creates a very, very unlikely path for Biden. In fact, most of the pundits are saying if Biden loses Pennsylvania, his home state, he's done. That 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 his, his odds of winning diminish to a very low percentage. In fact, he would then for the rest of the night, be viewed as the underdog if he lost Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania appears to be 20 or 20 electoral votes. Pennsylvania appears to be kind of the linchpin. Um, I don't think there is, uh, you know, obviously Trump needs to win Florida. He needs to win Texas. He needs to win all of the traditional red states, Georgia, South Carolina. These states have to stay red. Um, But it looks like the real state, the real prize of all prizes, is Pennsylvania. Which is what excites me when I saw today uh, the pictures of these massive, massive crowds for Trump in Pennsylvania. uh, Beyond any crowds anybody could have ever expected, even shocking Democrats. And then seeing these polls tighten to within the margin of error. And again, going back to what I said a moment ago these polls are not going to give you today's real numbers. Um, And this is exactly what happened last time. Trump had an incredible momentum going into the election over the last, uh, I think the last two or three days, he's had like nine rallies. I don't even know this guy is in his seventies, how he has the energy just coming off of coronavirus and all of that, that he's doing, you know, multiple rallies every single day. And uh, I have to tell you, I, I really think it's going to come down to that trap that Trump laid for Biden in that last debate where he got Biden to say that he was going to phase out fossil fuels and fracking. And when you've got people working in that industry, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, somebody told me it was like a million people derive their, their direct income or, or close to that from uh, the energy uh, industry in Pennsylvania. And then you've got all the you know people that are earning an income from those people. I mean that's the the ripple effect, right? So if you will live in a, if you live in a town that's primarily employing people in energy, but maybe you're a hairstylist, or you own an auto mechanic shop, or you're the local you know CPA or banker or financial advisor or plumber or electrician, you're providing services to those people that are working in that industry so i mean if you were to break it down probably every family in pennsylvania has some financial uh connection directly or indirectly with with energy and and the idea that biden would come out and say that in the last debate i think that may go down as one of the uh biggest enforced errors uh uh, Bill Buckner, God rest his soul, uh, may may be able to uh, uh, ha- have a, a worse example, uh, you know, th- than than him missing that ground ball. I mean, this this could be the worst enforced error uh, in election history, uh, Biden coming out and saying that. But here's here's the reality. Right. Joe Biden has been trapped between the far left, the, the, the new Green Deal and all of that crazy talk. He's been trapped between that and the moderates. And so it's been a balancing act, trying to keep uh, the AOC element of the party happy, the, the uh, Bernie Sanders people happy, but yet not looking to be uh, too extreme, too far left to alienate himself from uh, the moderates in, in his party. But I think he failed. And whenever you're trying to juggle too many plates, You may occasionally drop a plate, and I think that's what he did. Uh, All right, I posted a video, and uh, I I found it very interesting. I I like to watch the gambling odds on the election. Uh, Call me strange. I'm not a gambler, but I I, I think it's interesting to watch gambling odds because – Gamblers are putting their own money out there. It's one thing to hear people arguing down at Denny's about who's going to win the election. It's another thing to see these news people talk about it. Uh, It's another thing uh, to see these polling companies come out with these different polls. But when you see people gambling their money, putting their money up to place bets, I find that very fascinating. So I did a video. It's on all of my social media where I basically took the gambling odds Um, And I dissected those from five days before the election in 2016. I took the gambling odds uh, five days before the election in 2016, Trump versus Clinton. Then I did the same thing this week. I took the I I went to the gambling odds five days before uh, the election this year, and I compare those gambling odds. And what I found fascinating was the gambling odds. Uh, for biden to win are almost exactly the same as they were for clinton to win Um, now gamblers okay they're gambling money so they've got something on the line there but they don't have any more information really than the rest of us do but i found it fascinating how almost exactly the gambling odds were the same as they were Uh, Four years ago, five days before the election. So there's a video I have on my social media where I break that all down for you as well. Uh, If you want to take a look at that, that's up on Facebook. It's also up on the YouTube channel. Now, this was interesting. John Piper, who, of course, is a uh, huge, huge best-selling author, uh, person that many, many people within the Christian community follow his teaching and his writing. And I'm one of them. I love John Piper's books, um, but John Piper uh, came out a few days ago and uh, wrote a scathing article that he published online uh, telling everyone why he would not be voting for Donald Trump. And um, it, it really and he got into the whole abortion issue and why uh, we shouldn't be voting just on the issue of abortion and so forth. Um, I didn't buy his article at all. Um, it's not it was not a good defense of his position. But the thing that disturbed me the most about John Piper is John Piper is a is a minister, is is an author, is a teacher. And John Piper has never been one to get involved with politics. So I get it if someone is historically involved with politics like me. I mean, if somebody said, oh, that Jim Paris, he's too political. okay, that's probably true. (laughs) I mean, especially for a financial guy. You know, people say, why are you so into politics? I I am. Take it or leave it. Uh, But John Piper is a guy that has not been political. But yet he made the exception to come out and to tell people that he was not going to vote uh, for Donald Trump. And uh, he didn't say he was going to vote for Biden, but he made this really tortured argument about why Christians, even though Trump is pro-life, even though we got the pro-life judges, all of that, he made this really tortured argument about why you still shouldn't vote for Trump. And it went beyond just I'm not voting for Trump, but it went further than that, sort of shaming anyone else who's a Christian that would be voting for Trump. Uh, He's gotten a huge backlash and sort of adds his name to the list of a lot of these people like Beth Moore, uh, Christianity Today. We can make a whole list of these people that for some reason, uh, people that are not political, that do not generally talk about politics, decided to come out and to be political and to take the position of being anti-Trump. So I wrote my own little article. It wasn't really an article. It was just a Facebook post about why I'm supporting Trump. And um, I, I start out by saying that as a Christian, I don't agree with a lot of the things that Trump posts on Twitter. I think these uh, Twitter feuds he gets into are very childish. Uh, I don't think that's Christian like to be doing the saying the things he does on Twitter and a lot of the things that he uh, says even outside of Twitter. Um, he, he's he's a very pl- plain spoken man. And he's also someone that just, you know, sometimes Uh, doesn't have good taste when he comes out and just says things. You don't have to say everything that's on your mind. You don't have to call Rosie O'Donnell fat. I think these are unnecessary things that he engages in. But then I go on to explain why I'm voting for Trump. I'm not voting for the man. I'm voting for his policies and why his policies line up more closely with my own views with my philosophies as a christian even though he's not a perfect man i say he's a perfect man at this time for this situation that we're in for with our country and whether you like trump or not you can't deny that he really does love america he really does love america i believe that Uh, look let me say this as we close out this segment If if we wake up on Wednesday or whether it's uh, two months from Wednesday, whatever it is, if Biden is the president, I will accept him as president. I will pray for him. I will hope that he uh, does well on behalf of the country. And I hope that people will do the same if the president is Trump. I think in the end, as Christians, we pray and then we leave it in God's hands. Uh, and whoever, that's the same thing I did with Obama. doesn't mean I didn't criticize him frequently. Uh, but, uh, you know, we need to pray for our leaders. And if Joe Biden is elected as president, I will accept that. I will pray for him and I will wish him the best. Uh, absolutely. It doesn't mean I won't criticize him when I disagree with him. I'm sure I won't disagree with him on everything, but, uh, we're very far apart on a lot of issues uh, and it's just uh, it, it's really a time for us as Christians, I think, uh, to look more to prayer and to pray for peace and to pray for whatever happens in this election. If it's the person you wanted to win or not, that our country can peacefully move forward in that uh, whoever wins, that it's a clear cut election and that we know who the winner is sooner rather than later. I hope much sooner. Uh, rather than later uh all right um all right i'm going to mention this uh last thing i guess we'll cover one more thing here and i'll mention to my producer that we do not have tony ortega yet on the line if you want to check on him and get him on the line i want to talk for just a minute then before we shift gears and talk about scientology uh, that bitcoin has uh really been doing well and if you're somebody who has been following the show for a few years you know we've been talking about uh bitcoin really from the very beginning and uh bitcoin tonight is uh right around fourteen thousand dollars believe it or not and a lot of people are asking me now that bitcoin has gotten to this level uh they're asking me is it too late is it too late to get it to get in bitcoin i i don't think it is i i really don't and uh I'm not one to make a lot of predictions, but more and more people are getting involved with Bitcoin. We're seeing more of the big financial institutions uh, showing interest in Bitcoin, the latest being J.P. Morgan. Uh, We see uh, the United States government talking about creating uh, a cryptocurrency uh, for the dollar. And this whole idea that was at one time thought to be a completely crazy, insane idea of uh, cryptocurrency is now being widely accepted. And the more people that get involved and in, the more mainstream it becomes, uh, the more, you know, obviously we're going to see the price go higher. And there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin ever created. That's it. There'll never be more than 21 million. And those have almost all been created uh, through the mining process. It's thought uh, that maybe within the next uh, three, four years that all the mining will have been completed and all the Bitcoin that will ever exist will be, will have been created. But the maximum cap is 21 million. So when you get into this fixed amount of 21 million coins, you're basically looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, supply and demand. And unlike the dollar where they're producing more and more and more and more currency, uh, on a regular basis, uh, You know, that's going to cause inflation. It's going to keep the value of the dollar at bay Uh, with Bitcoin, with a limited supply of just 21 million coins. uh, We're looking at an opportunity here. Some people think Bitcoin could go to one hundred thousand dollars for a single Bitcoin. Um, Others have said a million. We had uh, a guest on here, Roger Ver, who said two million for one Bitcoin. So, if Bitcoin is selling for $14,000, do you need 14,000 to get started? No. You can put in as little as 10 bucks if you want to into Bitcoin. Uh so, one of the things I did was I set up a link where people that want to get started with a small amount of Bitcoin, you can go to uh bitcoinbonus.us. bitcoinbonus.us. And what that is, that that will take you to Coinbase. But it takes you there through my special link. So through my special link, um, you're able to get $10 of additional Bitcoin if you buy $100 worth. You don't have to buy $100 worth. You can still use that link and still open a small account and put $10 in. But if you want to start with $100, bucks, you will get an extra $10. So you'll have $110, which is pretty cool. And then they give me a little bonus, too. I think I get $10 for each person that takes advantage of that uh, link as well. Okay, so that is our new segment. uh, Covered a lot. Covered cryptocurrency, all of that. We're going to refire the open. We'll be back in one minute. Our special guest is Tony Ortega. We'll be talking about all things Scientology. Stay tuned. We'll be back in one minute. 18 plus.